and, uh, and welcome. Um, so how many of you all are talking about COVID this morning? <laughs> of course we are. Of course we are, because that's the, uh, the center of our world, it seems like, uh, these days. But I, we're here to worship, and that's what we've come together for. We've come together to worship, to share in a time of praising God, lifting, uh, lifting up our praise to God, glorifying God, sharing in holy communion. So if you're engaging with us uh, in a digital format, um, I encourage you to get some bread and a drink and have that with you as you worship and uh, be able to join with us together as we, uh, as we share in that gift of, uh, of holy communion today. I'm Pastor Rafe Vigil, and we're glad to uh, worship this day and to come together and worship in a beautiful day here in, uh, in South Florida. Um, th- those of us who are gathered in person, I know that we're happy to see this and to experience this. We, we need this. And if you're engaging with us online, um, we're glad that you're here. Know that there's a little problem with the Facebook feed, I think it's right. And so I hope everybody found the channel on YouTube with uh, uh, the church channel to, to connect with us there. So those of you who are in person, if you're looking for this later, you might need to look at the YouTube channel or the church website to, uh, to find it. Let us uh, enter into a time of worship as we come together and, and sing. So let's, let's bring our praise to God. Please won't you stand and join me in prayer. Oh, Father, you are good. You are our living hope, and you are the one, the one true God. And we have come to this place to worship you and uh, let our praises be um, a pleasing aroma of sacrifice to you. And, Lord, that you would be happy that we have gathered today in your name. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. How great a chasm that lay between us. How high the mountains I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. And through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul the work is finished the end is written jesus christ my living hope who could could fathom such boundless grace. The God of ages stepped into glory to wear my sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken, I am forgiven. The King of kings calls me Oh, oh. 
do the last Christmas Carol <laughs> of 2001, even though it's 2002. We have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plain And the mountains in reply Echoing their joyous strain I'm looking around for a reason because um, we planned a, some things this morning and, uh, and some of the people I was counting on aren't here. And, and here's the problem is that we have a number of people on uh, vacation and taking breaks and they left Pastor Rafe in charge of everything. Um, fortunately, Dave has stepped in and the team have done a great job over here. They're doing good. 
but even they're down, I think, because of COVID and we're missing some other things. So for our prayer, engage and give and serve today, I'm going to ask that we lift up in prayer this whole anxiety that's permeating the globe, it seems like, around the COVID situation and this new uh, Omicron um, uh, uh, variant. Um, and so I want us to, to in, engage in prayer in that way, because one of the things that I noticed on Christmas Eve, when we had worship on Christmas Eve, is how much we needed that engagement and needed that connection. And the context that we're in is creating some anxiety around that. And uh, so we need to, we pray for God's glory and God's healing to, uh, to come um, in the midst of that, because we need that engagement and connection. So along those lines, let me remind you that we will be engaging in worship. Uh, next Sunday, we'll return to our 9 o'clock and 10.30 worship times, and both of them will be streamed on our, uh, on our platforms. And, um, but here's the, another thing that we're going to do, uh, at least for the first part of 2022, and this is part of, you know, kind of building, putting the building blocks back in place for the church. Um, on the first Sunday of the month, it's been a tradition for I don't know how long in the United Methodist Church that that become a designated time for communion. And uh, before COVID began at our nine o'clock service, our contemporary style service, we had communion every week. And so, and we're to engage in communion as often as possible. That's part of our heritage as, as Methodists. And so for the first few months, up until Easter at least, um, we will engage in communion on the first Sunday of the month in one unified worship service. So the first Sunday of each month, we will have one unified worship service celebrating around communion as we are doing today. And so in February, March, and April, we will do the uh, same thing as we begin the month. We will begin it with a worship service of communion and engage in one worship service um, as part of what it, what, doing what we need to do, that engagement and that connection of what it is to be the, uh, the church community. So let us bow our hearts in prayer and, uh, pay a, uh, and continue in prayer beyond this in the, the um, situation that we find ourselves in and the anxiety that it's raising. Most gracious God, uh, we come before you each and every week for worship. And we want to engage. We want to engage with you and with others. We want to engage in the living word and in the living relationships that we have that that lift our lives. Lord, we've come through a season where we have sung with the angels on high the glory, glory in excelsis Deo, the glory of the heavens, the glory of the earth. And Lord, we need the light of your glory to shine into the darkness of our anxiety, the darkness of our worry. And yes, Lord, for many of us, even the darkness of our grief. For the last two years, we have known a darkness, Lord, a, a struggle. And Lord, we need your light of glory to shine. So Lord, as we come to this time of worship, we pray for those who are struggling. We pray for those who are hurting. We pray for those who are grieving. We pray for those who are so anxious and so worried that they've confined themselves and have lost the gift of engagement that we have with one another in the community of faith. 
And Lord, we pray for your community of faith, for us known as New Horizon and for the church broader across the state and across the globe. That in 2022, that we begin this year in the light of your glory, forming again the church that you desire, building from this dark time a a time of glory and sharing in your love. So Lord, hear our prayers this day for your church, for your children, for your individuals, for the, those that you care for so deeply, each and every one of us. And Lord, may we know the good news of the glimpse of your light that shines into the darkness. In Jesus' name we pray as Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
start a new year and we come to 2022 and we come out of 2021 and out of 2020 <laughs> you know it seems like an eternity doesn't doesn't it and for 2022 I felt like we really need to hear a prophetic voice right we need to hear a prophetic voice as we enter into this year and so I want to share with you today from the prophet Isaiah the prophet Isaiah in the 60th chapter, the prophet Isaiah, you know, we've, we've come through this season of Christmas also, this, and we're in the Christmas season, you know, Christmas is still going on, and God's glory, God's light has shined in the, the darkness, you know, we have this, this good news of Jesus, and the Christ child is with us and is born, and we enter into this new year, and there has to be something that's coming, right? There has to be something that's, that's next, that's of this good news, and I think that's what the prophet speaks to what this prophet speaks into from Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine, your light has come. The Lord's glory has shone upon you. Though darkness covers the earth and gloom the nations, the Lord will shine upon you. God's glory will appear over you. Does that sound like words we needed to hear? Arise and shine. The light has come. Nations will come to your light and kings to your dawning radiance. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes and, and look around. They are all gathered. They have come to you. Your sons will come from far away and your daughters on caregiver's hips. Then you will see and be radiant. Your heart will tremble and open wide because the sea's abundance will be turned over to you. The nation's wealth will come to you. Countless camels will cover your land. Young camels from Midian and Ephah, they will all come from Sheba carrying gold and frankincense, proclaiming the Lord's praises. Amen. Amen. Most gracious God, we need the good news. 
that your light is truly shining. We need a hope. A hope that overcomes the darkness and the gloom that seems to be all around us. Lord, let your word shine. Let your glory, let your glory appear. Amen and amen. So that scripture says that the glory has appeared, and we know that in the stories of what we've shared over the last few weeks. But did you know that glory is good for you? We need glory. We need to have glory in our life. Glory is, is good for you. The, you know, being a fan of a sports team actually has health benefits because you share in what they call the uh, residual glory, the, uh, the reflected glory, if you will, the reflected glory. So it's, it's actually good for you. It's actually healthy to be cheering for your favorite sports team, to be rooting them on, because you know how it goes when they're winning, it's us, our team, we won. And when they're losing, it's you see what they did, you know, you know, because we, we want that glory. We need that glory. There are actually mental and, and, and physical health benefits. Studies have revealed that being a fan of a sports team can ward off depression and feelings of alienation. Being a fan of a sports team can actually be good for you emotionally. Basking in the reflected glory. The reflected glory, how God, how the glory is around you. You know, we, we need that. It's good for us. So you root for the home team. You root for your team. Isaiah was writing to a people that needed a win. They, they needed a win. They needed their team to, to win at some point. Isaiah was writing to uh, God's people who were in this time of deep darkness. Um, it was a deep and gloomy time. And into that, you hear these words, the Lord will arise upon you and the glory will appear over you. You're, you're, the glory is going to come. You're going to get this glory, even though it's a time of, of darkness. Now, we know something about that, don't we? Last couple of years, we're coming out of this dark time, or I like to say we're coming out of a dark time, but every time we like to say we're coming out of a dark time, it seems to redo itself in a new way, right? And, you know, you had COVID, and you had Delta, and you have Omicron, and uh, you have all this stuff. And how do we get back to that comfort, to that glory, to that sense that, hey, man, we have this comfort of life, and we can get some kind of win out of this? For Isaiah, he's writing to a people who were... Um, gone into exile, trying to return from exile. These people were lost. These people were lost. You know, we, you know Isaiah, he had come into his prophecy uh, with good relationships with the king and the leadership, and the country had fallen apart and been taken into exile, and now they're hoping to return from exile. And Isaiah is talking about the city of Zion. Well, the city of Zion is Jerusalem and the place of worship and the temple. But now it's going to be this place of glory, this, this new thing, this new formation of, of worship and the people coming together and this city of Zion. And so this passage is about taking this courage and this hope to rise up and to shine because God's glory is going to shine. 
The passage is about gathering those who have been dispersed and coming back together. And the time to do that work of coming back together is now. And so it's the time to rise and shine and take courage. Lift up your eyes. Look around, he says. Take courage and see what God has, is already doing what God is doing and what God will be doing. See what God's activity is all about. This is the glory of God. And I know that for the last couple of years, we have felt like we're kind of like in an exile, right? In fact, many of us for a time being have been in exile, locked into our homes, quarantined for one reason or another, whether it's a fear of catching something or you've gotten something. We feel like we've been in exile. Our life patterns have changed. COVID has dictated our lives and our choices, or at least it's become a major factor to be considered as we make decisions about life. And so we need a win. <laughs> right, team? We need a win. We, we, we need some glory. Lift up your eyes. And look around. Take courage. God's active. This is our time to arise and shine. There is a struggle going on. For the last two years, it seems like, you know, we, we want always church, the, that community of faith, to be a place where we find comfort, where we find hope, where we... and. All of our routines and all of our patterns have been scattered. We've been reinventing things as we go along. And so there's this struggle. And the way I've been thinking about where we're at now and, and what's next for us is this reforming of the church. Reforming. Let's face it, people are now in new life patterns. All of us are. Our patterns for work, our patterns for socializing, our, our patterns for engaging others the use of technology it's changing everything how we how we finance the church and and how we work together the shifting of budgets the shifting of our own personal finances everything seems to cost more these days right everything seems to cost more so how do we reform and rebuild everything you know the church has gone through dark ages before and what happened after the dark ages and the plagues before there was a reformation and the church reformed. And maybe that time is on us again. It's sort of like, um, sort of like you know, the, the movie industry. Um, I've read the history books about the movie industry, how it started with these flickering black and white places in halls where an organist would play the music while the thing went on. And it was the event of the day. You know, everybody came and everybody engaged and everybody met each other at the movie houses, at the cinema houses, and they gathered and they, they did that. And then movies became these big blockbuster things and they added color and they added more technology and they, even 3D stuff and sound stuff until we got to the point where you could shake in your seats, you know. You know, the seats would actually shake and sound would be coming out from under you. And so movies became this grand event kind of thing. And then they came up with these little boxes and these little tape things and then discs where you could take the movies home. You could take the movies home and now the, the theaters had to come up with bigger stuff, you know, to, to draw people out. But we, we, you know, we could take it home with these little 
these little box things, you know. Do you remember Blockbuster? Do you remember Blockbuster? You know, and now it doesn't exist anymore because we can stream the movies directly into our home with sound bars and sound systems that will rattle the windows. And yet there are those in the film industry will say, you know, you need the cinema, you need the big houses. And But for the last two years, who's been going to movies? On and off, people will go out to the movies. Because, and so what happened? All the movies started being streamed directly to those little boxes and to our televisions, directly there. Never even went to the, to the movie houses, many of them. The industry was changing. And there are those today that are struggling with it. Like, no, we need to make movies for the big screen and the big sound, and we need to do it like this and do it this way because this is the traditional way, and there are things that we can do that you can't do you know, for connection of people and the connection to the movie. And then there are others are saying, hey, the world is sitting at home now. You can just stream it at home. And now the movie industry has to grab both sides of that tension and find their business model and their way through it. The same struggle that the church and many other institutions are going to find themselves in. How do we grab a hold and rebuild the foundations of what the church is? And how do we connect and engage as the church in a new world, in a new culture, in a new time, in a new place? The tension of the foundational and the free-flowing stream of who we are. How do we support new expressions of ministry while building on and reforming the church on the foundations that we absolutely need? This is our time to rise and shine, folks. 2022. It's going to be our time as the church to rise and shine. To take courage because it's going to be work. The work of ministry is going to be work and the work will need to be done. How we finance and do things. Remember when we used to pass offering plates? Remember when we used to do that? Now we just say, you know, uh, uh, you know text to give, go online, you know, or drop it in a basket or a box as you're coming or going. Make sure you do that today. You know, connect online, do the giving. Remember when we used to do that and we'd think that all the church budget would be handled by passing an offering plate back and forth. But now our world is a different place and how we go about doing that work of the church is different. In 2022, New Horizon will have the work of a a debt reduction campaign for our, our mission building. But there will also be new outreach and new worship as we fully live into and reform the church to truly be a multi-platform or multi-location, multi-campus church as we develop ministries for our Everglades campus and here on our Flamingo campus and also in our our, uh, technology streaming campus. There'll be new partnerships with businesses and other not-for-profits and other ministries 
Because here's the thing, God's glory is going to show in all of those opportunities that we put before us. God's glory is already showing. I read this week a great definition of glory. Glory is God's style. You know, that's God's style, you know. And, and glory changes from era to era, from season to season, because, you know, God's got a, you know, a good style, and God likes to stay in style. And so God's glory is all around us, and the effects of God's glory are upon us. And that glory that we share in will drive out the darkness and drive out the gloom. You know, you want to root for the team that's winning, and we know that God's team will win. So arise. Shine, lift your eyes, take courage, go forward, because here's the promise of the prophet. The light will shine and we are on the winning team. We are on the winning team because we are blessed with the glory of Jesus Christ. We are blessed with the glory of Jesus Christ to strengthen our resolve, to be the source of our courage, to be the light that has come into our darkness so that we can rise and shine and take courage and reflect that light. Jesus Christ helps us to see the world in a new light. Jesus Christ changes our attitudes by driving out the darkness, by driving out the gloom and lifting us. Jesus Christ moves us from fear and anxiety to courage and discipleship. Jesus Christ drives away sin, drives away isolation, drives away depression, drives away our desperation and being dispersed. Jesus Christ is the light that drives out the darkness. The light shines out in the, in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome the light. Jesus gives the gifts of Christian connection and engagement where we can share our lives together and engage with one another, and engage with God. And Jesus Christ gives us the gift of forgiveness. Of forgiveness. That our shame, our guilt, can be washed away. Jesus Christ chooses you and me for the winning team. And we join the glory. We join the glory of a winning team. We have a winning team. And of course, I would be amiss if I didn't connect our winning team to our winning Miami Dolphins, right? Yeah, we root for the Dolphins. But let me tell you something. I bet there is a lot more people watching today's game than there were watching the game in week six, week seven, and week eight. Right? So for those of you who don't follow football, the Dolphins won the first game of the season against the team we should have beat. And so we beat them. And everything looked promising. New players, the coach's philosophy the last couple of years had come around. We won the first game of the season, and then we lost the next game. And the next game. And the next game. And the next game. The Miami Dolphins lost seven games in a row. Doom and gloom and exile, you know, were there. The people were crying out, fix it, fire people, change things. We can't stand this anymore. The doom and the gloom is all around us. And then the prophet spoke. Rise and shine and take glory. 
And the Dolphins won. And the Dolphins won. And the Dolphins won. And the Dolphins won. And now the Dolphins have a winning record after winning seven games in a row and are a significant part of the playoff race. So I tell you, how many folks are watching the game today that makes a difference from the playoff versus how many folks were watching the game in week seven? When did you start cheering again? We need to be on the winning team. And so today's game, it's at the end of the game, and the Dolphins are behind by just a couple of few points, and time is running out, and the Dolphins are, let's say, they're on their own eight-yard line, and there's 92 yards between them and the victory. 92 yards with just a, a few seconds left. In fact, let's say it's only time for one more play. And crazy things happen sometimes. As If you're a true Dolphin fan, you know what I'm referring to. Okay? And so the play goes off and things start happening and a guy starts running and all of a sudden he's gone 15 or 20 yards. And he's at the 25 or 30. And he, he makes a move and gets around the one last guy there and now he's taking off down the field. And he's at the 40 and he's at the 50-yard line and there's a chance for them to, to actually do this. And, but you see the fastest player on the defense starting to chase him down. And so now it's a question of, is, does he have enough gas left in the tank at the end of the game to make it all the way down? And he's from the 50 to the 40 to the 30, and the other guy's catching up, and he's catching up, and he's down to the 20, and he's down to the 10, and the guy's starting to catch him. And at the 10, he stumbles. He's getting tired. His foot hits the ground, and he trips up a little bit. And at the five-yard line, he's falling, and he's diving forward and lays the ball into the end zone as he comes down. And now here's the important question. When did you start cheering? When did you start cheering? Because there is no way that that popcorn and soda in your lap stayed there, right? <laughs> we get up and we start yelling at the television, an inanimate object, you know? When do you start cheering? Arise and shine, church. Arise and shine. God has come to us in Jesus Christ. Our salvation is here. When the glory of God is upon us, there is no way for us to be sitting on our hands and, and cheering and screaming. There's no way for us to be sitting still and, and not shout it from the, from, the, from the rooftops. The light of God's glory is upon us. Arise and shine. Now is our time for 2022. Now is our time to reform the church for a new form of the church to come on the historic foundations of what the church is. Now is our time. Now is our time to leap to our feet and to cheer on the winning team. Now is our time. The light and the glory, the glory, the glory of God is upon us. Amen and amen. Most gracious and holy God, let your light shine. Let your glory revel over us. And Lord, remind us over and over again throughout this year that 
this is our time to, to cheer. This is our time to be about the work of love, the, the work of your church in engaging and engaging and caring for one another. Lord, let our prayers and our, and our service and our, and our work and our engagement and our giving, Lord, be reflective of the glory, the glory that you have shown in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to um, take some uh, moments for, uh, uh, to pray for Holy Communion. And if you're engaging with us uh, online, I encourage you to um, uh, get your elements and have them before you. As we share in Holy Communion today on site here and, and everywhere, communion, the communion table is open to everybody. And everybody's welcome to come and to receive. You know, everybody's welcome to be a part of the, the winning team and, and to share in this glory of God. So let us uh, bow our hearts in prayer as we share in the great thanksgiving for this beginning of a new year. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good thing and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, for you are the creator and the giver of all your glory. Before the mountains were brought forth or you had formed the earth, from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created light when there was nothing but darkness, and you brought forth life on the earth. You formed us into, in your image and breathed into us the breath of life and bathed us with your glory. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom you have revealed yourself, our light and our salvation. You sent a star to guide wise folks from the, from the east, to, the, to where Christ was born. And you've put a light before us, signs of witness and glory in every age throughout the world. And you have led your people from far places to the light. Lord, we pray that you lead us by your light of your glory. That you lead us through the glory of Jesus Christ. And by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you give us birth to be your church, delivered out of this dark time. Lord, make with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which Jesus Christ gave up himself for us, he took the bread and he gave thanks to you and he broke the bread and he gave it to all those who would follow and he said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. 
do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup and he gave thanks to you and he said, take and drink from this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord, we ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit on us, gathered here and gathered where we are, for our spirits come together as one. And we ask that your Spirit pour out over these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen and amen. Let me again share that the table is open for everyone to come and receive. If you're engaging with us through our digital format, take and eat and know that the elements that you have prepared have been consecrated and blessed as you share with us as we all engage together. If you are most comfortable with individual elements, you're invited to come and kneel here at the altar and the individual elements are there, the little cup and the, uh, the body. Um, the white baskets are for the plastic cups when you are done, but you're welcome to come and to kneel and uh, receive these individual elements as they are here. We will also have a station for intinction, and we'll have it over here on this side where a torn piece of the bread is dipped into the cup and then given to you as we uh, share together in that way. All are welcome to come and receive. Come and know God's grace and God's glory. Also, if it is difficult for you to come forward or to come to us, uh, we will, at, towards the end of the communion time, we'll be happy to serve you where you sit if you just uh, signal to us. We appreciate that. Let us receive God's gifts.
We are grateful for this gift that you've given us, this glory that you've shown over us. Lord, may we rise up. May we rise up and shine with courage for you, for your kingdom, for your love, for your work. May we rise up and shine in the power and the glory of Jesus Christ, your one and only Son, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites, and I would say the church. Um, say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Won't you please rise as we sing our last song? Thank you. 